Welcome to the Alchemize Your Life podcast. On this episode, we meant to talk about distributed autonomous organizations, but before we could get into that, we ended up talking all about what crypto actually is, how it works, and how it can improve your life. So listen to today's episode to learn all of the things about crypto, and next week, we'll get into some DAOs just for you. This is a fly-on-the-wall episode. Hi, I'm Sian Kenshin. And I'm Stephanie J. And we're here to alchemize your life. In this podcast, we show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business. Join us at the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more. As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, we repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself. Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you. Okay, so in honoring our ISIS talk dynamic, you, keeper of knowledge, you as the keeper of knowledge and me as the oracle of the people, Yeah. yeah. I as the people would like to know what the fuck a DOA is. You mean DAO? That thing. Yes. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Well, we have to talk about crypto a little bit first to give you a foundation to understand DAO. Okay. Deal. Okay. Yeah. Crypto or blockchain? I will. I will. Blockchain and crypto. Yeah. Okay. DAO is distributed autonomous organization. Okay. So you can kind of imagine what that is. Yeah. And once I tell you how blockchain works, you might start to really understand it. Okay. I'm ready. I'm here for it. Okay. So. Crypto works on the foundation that I can send you a coin, you can receive it, and I can never take it back. And no one else can take it away from you. No one else can challenge it. No one else can challenge it. It's permanent. So what you're telling me is that, you know, the um, over-controlling powers that be couldn't just burst into my house and steal all my art and everything that's valuable and lock me up in prison. They can still lock me up in prison, but they can't touch my valuables. If they're Not encrypted. unless they get your private keys. Okay. So keep those secret. What is a private key? Okay, so crypto is based off of um, the ancient... So by ancient, I mean 1990s. Uh, A little different than the usual ancient yeah. we talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 19, in 1990s, uh, I mean, before then, obviously it existed, but uh, Philip Zimmerman made cryptography popular by releasing publicly available military-grade cryptography. Okay. It was called PGP, or Pretty Good Privacy. And the way that it worked is that there are two keys. There's a public key and a private key. Okay. And they're both very large prime numbers. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. The private key can be used to decrypt the 
public key can be used to encrypt. Okay. Okay. So, for example, the public key, if I want you to send me a message that's encrypted, I give you my public key. Okay. You then use that to encrypt a message. Now, the only way to decrypt that message is to have the private key, which is these two very large prime numbers are paired together in a certain way. So they're married. They're married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or are so, they twins? They're not twins. They're no, married. they're not twins. They're married. Okay. They're different, but they kind of like fit together. Right yeah. there's there's some math. So they're they're a yin and yang. Yeah, they're we yeah we don't need to get into the math, but they're two very large prime numbers that yin and yang together. They yin literally and yang fit together. together. They fit together, and they have the little circles. And if you know the private key, you know what the public key is. But if you only know the public key, you cannot possibly guess the private key. Oh, interesting. Without okay. a quantum computer. Okay. And if you encrypt something with the public key it is only you can only decrypt it with a private key or by guessing the private key or with a quantum key. okay got it so, so very that, secure so that that's in the 90s okay okay and that set the foundation of like the US government basically putting him in jail oh thank you Wonderful. This wine looks delicious. So that set the foundation. He released this publicly, mm-hmm. open sourced it, mm-hmm. and U.S. government immediately like tried going after him. He was a German. So I thought that the person that created crypto no, like didn't yes. announce his name or something like that. No, that's that's crypto currency. Yes. This is a house. Just a glass, right? Okay. Well, okay. Just Perfect. a glass. Perfect. Thank you. Hey. What were you talking about? How's your wine, first of all? And my old fashioned is delightful. I appreciate that we take this time again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did not cheers me again. You dink. What are we going to do about this? It's a very serious issue. Reset the rules. Okay. Um. Okay, so so what I was saying is, I thought that it was a guy, the guy that created crypto, was cryptocurrency. We're talking oh. about the guy who, created, who released military grade cryptography, which is just encryption, just no. encryption. Got it. Okay, you so- need to understand how encryption works before you can understand how cryptocurrency works and okay. blockchain. Works. Okay, thank you. That's why, because it's both. Both the words are crypto, so okay, I assume the they were the same thing. Okay, yeah. no, that, so, that's perfect, though, right? Yeah, like that. That's going to help our listeners understand. Okay, so let me just summarize. A German guy um, in the nineteen eighties, nineties, and I'm actually pretty sure he's American. Oh, I thought you said German. I think he went to Germany when the Americans started going after him. Okay, so yeah. an American guy who fled to Germany, Philip Zimmerman. Yeah. Philip Zimmerman created in the nineteen nineties. Something called cryptography. He that was created a specific type of cryptography and released it to the public. Released it to the public that was typically traditionally reserved military. as military. Grade. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm. I'm with you. I understand. Yes. Please continue. Okay. 
So that's been the foundation of all of the cryptography on the whole internet, basically. All of SSL. So all, all encryption. All bank-grade cryptography. They call it bank-grade cryptography now. Yeah, so that's the same thing. Can we assume that cryptography and uh, encryption are interchangeable for the purposes of this conversation? Yes. Okay. So can we say encryption for ease of listener? Encryption, okay. So bank-grade encryption yes. used to be military-grade encryption. Yes. But once it got made public, it became bank-grade encryption. Right. Right. Because, you know, you're branding it as a product for people, right? Of course. That's what banks are good for, isn't it? Branding and stealing our money? Yeah. What? And, what? Was that an opinion I shouldn't have shared? Whoopsie. Uh, well, I mean, that's the whole reason crypto cryptocurrency exists. <laughs> okay. So, bank-grade encryption happened... That created SSL. So you see a, a website with HTTPS yes. on it. That's using the same technology. Now in as cryptography slash encryption. Yes. Understood. Yes. Which used to be used by a program called PGP or Pretty Good Privacy, which encrypted your email. Because like before like ten years ago, nothing on the internet was encrypted. Okay. And governments loved it. So why is encryption important? Because when you send a message on the internet, whether you're going to a website or you're sending a text message or you're sending an instant message or anything, it goes through hundreds of routers. And anyone who operates those routers could themselves or offer as a service to a government or spy agency access to whatever passes through. Uh, well, we don't want that now, do we? No. And in fact, like, Edward Snowden revealed in the last decade that governments were doing exactly that. Listening to everything without cause. To the point where as soon as he released that, Google freaked out because Google had a worldwide global network of what they thought was private fiber given to them by global telcos like AT&T and so on and so forth. These telcos said this is private fiber. What Edward Snowden released was this: the uh, NSA had deals with all of the global telcos to capture everything that passed through their big routers. Which is wild. Including Google's private network. Not even internet. Private fiber. Wow. So, so all of their own like industry secrets, oh, HR, totally. everything. Edward Snowden released enough documentation that showed private Google PowerPoints showing not actual intellectual property because they, they stopped it, right? They don't want to release, but showing that they had it. Right. Showing that it was there and the Google execs lost their mind. Of course. And the Apple execs lost Every All big of the big tech would lose their and, minds. But Google was the first to move. Literally the day after Edward Snowden released it, I think with WikiLeaks or somebody, yeah. 
The day after, Google encrypted their entire worldwide network because they were already thinking about it, and this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. That was just the, like, okay, time to move now. Yeah. yeah. They just turned it off. They're like, fuck you, NSA. This isn't even legal. Yeah. Right? And what's their... There's a really that's good why, documentary that's that That's why encryption is, is important. Yes. Thank yeah. you. And if you want to dive deeper on that... The uh, documentary we watched, Citizen Four. Citizen Four, Edward Snowden as well. It's more, it's more dramatized. Citizen yeah. Four is more like the, the yeah. hardcore. If you really want to get to the bottom of it, my recommendation would be Citizen Four. Why? It's because the Edward Snowden movie is produced by Hollywood. And yeah. Hollywood does amazing things. They kind of they kind of skew it a little bit. Well, they have to. It wouldn't have made it to the public if they didn't. Like, let's just be honest here, right? The NSA wouldn't have allowed it to make it to TV screens uh, or the big big box, big box, yeah, yeah. If oh, yeah. Uh, if it was real. So I think our lamb's gonna come soon. So that's okay. We can talk through the lamb. Yeah. So that is why cryptography encryption is important. Okay. Okay. And so, literally, over the last two decades, we've spent various amounts of energy encrypting the internet. However, government agencies have always put pressure on public organizations, like even Gmail, to not encrypt in transit. Oh, so they'll well, encrypt. what the fuck's the point? So then? they'll encrypt, like for example, Gmail will encrypt between you and Google. Yeah. But then when it goes to another server yeah. out on the internet, it's not encrypted. And so what I'm saying is, what's the point of even bothering encrypting it's, it? There is no point. Yeah, that's complete horse right? manure. So that's I'm why being polite because we're that's why things like manure. that's like messaging systems like Signal are so important, which do end-to-end encryption. Uh, I mean, technically, WhatsApp also does WhatsApp end does end-to-end, end, but what they don't encrypt is the metadata. They don't encrypt who you're communicating with. So the NSA, often they don't even care about your messages. They want to know who you're talking to. Who you're talking to, when, why, where you were. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if you're talking... Yeah, they can triangulate all of that with Facebook too. Yeah, so, you know, the, the game is over at that time. Yeah. They don't need to see what you're saying. They just know who you're talking to and put you on a list. Hmm. Anyways, that that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, cryptography came around. It was actually, I think it was like 2008 was the initial white paper. We think it's a Canadian, actually. We may have found out who it is uh, because this very passionate security slash cryptography professor out of Toronto, Canada was the first to, like, announce, oh, hey, I found this cryptography white paper on something called cryptocurrency. You guys should check it out. I don't know. I think anybody that's smart enough to create something called cryptocurrency would also be smart enough to not be the person that announces it to the world. But if you want it to get out to the world, maybe maybe you paid a friend. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's all speculation. Anyways, let's just say, it. The, we do know it's called Satoshi Nakamoto, is the name, which right. is clearly a fake name. Clearly. Um, it's a white paper that, that proposes an idea of how to use modern cryptographic encryption technology. Okay, so we're using the, the technology, the military-grade technology that yeah. encrypts data. The primary key pair thing. Yeah. Yeah. The public-private key pair thing, right? Yeah. Um, 
it encrypts data. Mm-hmm. Now, he proposed a way of keeping uh, what's called a public ledger. Okay. Okay. Now, let's let's just bring in a banking term here. It's called a ledger. Yes. Banks keep a ledger of assets and liabilities, debits and credits, right? Money in, money out, basically. Yeah. They keep it in a database, right? So you put your money in the bank, and the bank gives you a database record. And you trust the bank to not fuck with that database record, right? The bank, any any system admin in the bank literally could go and modify that at any given time. But we trust that they won't. But we trust that they won't because they have auditors. Yeah. And that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, let's, just Another say, podcast. let's just say we trust the bank not to, like, just run off with our money. I'm not uh, sure why we trust that, but we societally do, we, we do. We trust the banks, but we don't trust the politicians because the ba- politicians have figured out how to run off with our money without fucking with the banks. Yeah. Right. Anyways, um, that's the reason why people put money in the bank is to get a database record that they trust. That nobody's going to arbitrarily go and change it. Satoshi Nakamoto figured out how to use crypto encryption technology to create a worldwide public ledger. So that would be ins and outs. Money in, money out. Got it. Right? And... He used the idea of BitTorrent. You, you know BitTorrent? Okay, so this is a file sharing technology that everyone uses today to download movies and stuff. Ah, okay, yes. Yeah. Understood. And the reason it works so well is because when you're downloading from, you're downloading a movie, you're downloading from maybe a thousand people at the same time. Theaters and leechers, I remember yeah. those get, in my yeah, exactly. days. You get different packets coming in, right? Yeah. So, you get all these packets coming. It, it's a public peer-to-peer network. There's no central authority. Yes. This is the important part of, crypt- of cryptocurrency. Okay. Is there's no central authority. Right. Because he knew as soon as there's a central authority, it will be corrupted. Another podcast episode as well. Why do all central authorities end up corrupted? Why indeed? Yeah. Not for today. Anyway, so he, he proposed, based off of this idea of decentralization, of different computers working together to create a common consensus on the state of something. So it's like crowdsourcing. Like crowdsourcing, yeah, with computers. Yeah, computer crowdsourcing the validity of a thing. The validity, and that's that's the key point right there, is they are all agreeing that this is the public record. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, the validity of the public record. So when I send you a Bitcoin... Please send me at least two. Thank you. When I send you two Bitcoins... I need fancy shoes. I know, right? Yeah. I already found them. I'll talk to Spirit about that. Thank you. So when I send you these two lovely shoes... Mm-hmm. No, two lovely Bitcoins. Oh, that what will you want to choose? I'm going to buy shoes with them, but, but I want hey, the Bitcoins. I want to keep the Bitcoins. I'm just going to get you shoes. 
Well, I want a lot more than two shoes. Like, who wants to sell their bitcoins when they're at 60k a pop? Me, they're I gonna want. Be, they're gonna be a million dollars by 2024. I think if, you can, if you do the math. If you follow our regular investing rules of 10, 10, and 10, then you know that at least 10% of that should be coming out for us to spend. And when enjoy. I have 20 bitcoins, I will give you two to spend. No, 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 no. When you have two bitcoins, I want 10% of their value to spend. Which means if you have 120. Thousand dollars. You get twelve thousand for shoes. Twelve hundred? Is it twelve thousand? Even better. That's a lot of shoes. I should have said twelve hundred. You totally should have. You would have never known. I would have not known. <laughs> but I do now. <laughs> okay. So when I send you twelve hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, thousand. Add add at least one zero, please. What I do is I say to the network with. I create a message with my private key. Yes. And I sign it and I say. With a private key. With a private key. So yeah. I'm creating basically an encrypted message. Yeah. Um, but only the signature of the message is signed, mm -hmm. is encrypted. Mm -hmm. The rest of the message is in public so everyone can read it. Mm -hmm. And I say, I'm giving you your address. My address. $1,200 worth of $12,000 Bitcoin. $12,000. And the network takes that message and a whole bunch of other people's messages and bundles them together into a block. And then there's um, like they're wrapped together. Like a gift. Like a gift. In a encrypted way okay. where nobody knows the private key. Okay, so we've got a gift box of private keys from we've a got bunch a, of different got people gift, that are unrelated. No, no, no. We've got a gift box of messages stating transactions Okay, wrapped in an encrypted message that nobody knows the private key to. Okay, got it. From a bunch of different people, not from just from you. Yes, yeah, so we're taking them all, we're bundling them together, and we're... One massive gift. We're encrypting it, and we're saying, okay, yeah. their network, here's a block. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows the solution to this. Mm. Now, all of the miners, so these are people who are rewarded for running the network, mm -hmm. have to validate this block. Okay, and that means? And that means they have to guess the private key. Okay. There's a one private key for the entire block. There's one private key for the entire block. Now, it's not as, it's not as hard to guess as your private key or my private key. Okay. The, the difficulty increases every four years or so. Okay. And that makes Bitcoin worth more, which is why I said in 2024, Bitcoin is going to be about a million dollars. Understood. Because the algorithm states in 2024, the difficulty goes up. Yeah. So it's just math. Yep. We know this. Why would you ever sell a Bitcoin if we know this? I don't want you to sell all of one. I want you to sell 10% of one. So Those $12,000 shoes are going to be worth like $500,000 by the time you wear them out. Listen, as long as they <laughs> sparkle and glitter. Anyways, so who's with me? Who wants glittery sparkle shoes? And glitter, huh? Anyways, you're gonna need another one. Yes. Yeah. So we've got the block. We've got the challenge. 
guess the private key. Okay, got it. So now everyone in the world was using their old computers and CPUs to guess the private key, and that worked for a while, but then it got more difficult. And then everyone upgraded to, to graphics cards. Right. I remember when gamers couldn't buy graphics cards because the Bitcoin miners were buying them all up. Oh, they must have been pissed. They were so mad. All the new games were using these new graphics cards and nobody could get them because How the miners... How pissed would you be if that was you? I, that was me. Oh. So for you. <laughs> I was so mad. And, and like, you, like, literally the price was triple. Like, if you wanted to buy on eBay or something. Holy shit. Yeah. And okay. then what happened was, oh... Graphics cards can no longer do it anymore. Now you have to buy specialized hardware called ASICs. Right, and these are these miners, right? These are these, like, high-end, like, military-grade miners, basically, right? Got it. And they use these high-performance processors to guess as many private keys as they can to try and to try and decrypt the block. So this makes me think of um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the supercomputer that they build to answer yes. the question yes. of life and everything. Life, the universe, and everything. Yes, exactly. Yes, please. And I'll have a glass of wine as well. Do you, do you have no, a glass of wine? Do you have a, oh, do you have a Cabernet Sauvignon? Yeah. I will have one of these because I liked it. Okay, and then okay. if you want a cap sap, you can get it. Yeah. Or do you want us just to get a bottle? Do you don't want a bottle? I, well, we need a bottle. Okay, what was this? Uh, we were talking about the blockchain. Right, and messages. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. So you got the block, you got it encrypted, and nobody knows the private key. Yeah. Roughly. I mean, and the tech, some of the tech blockchain D two be like, that's wrong. I'm like, I'm I'm really simplifying. We're it. making this really easy yeah. for anybody to understand, as easy as possible, so that you can kind of get how it works. Yeah, it's a demonstration. It's not technically specifically exact. Yeah, we're talking grade three physics, not PhD physics yeah. here. So guys, don't so don't, don't don't hate me for like, you know. Making it simpler. I don't think it's possible. Anyway, so the whole network of like those peers, right? Like the bit, the BitTorrent thing, right? Yeah. Or the peer-to-peer. -peer, everybody who's mining starts to guess at the private key. Okay. And whoever guesses it first wins. Wins a Bitcoin. Wins a Bitcoin. One whole Bitcoin. So when you get sixty thousand dollars, what happens if you get it wrong? Though nothing. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it, so Okay. I'm getting close to wanting to eat time, so let's let's. Okay, uh, but cheers me before I chop your hand off. Thank okay. you. Oh, that Frank is good. Yeah, that's lovely. Okay. Okay. So we're validating on the blockchain. Yeah. So the the interesting thing is whoever guesses it right. Yeah gets awarded the Bitcoin. Yeah. But, once you guess the answer, the rest of the network has to agree with the guess. Ah, there's a validation, there's a validation protocol. The interesting thing about cryptography, though, is once one person gets the answer, it's super easy for anyone else to validate it. Interesting. Okay. Because right? it's, it's like, like you've got two pieces in a puzzle. Now you have both pieces. If it works, it works. Yeah, it's like, if you have one piece with no other pieces or a bajillion other pieces, it takes forever to set through and figure out which piece fits. Yeah. But if you're just looking at two pieces, 
all you got to do is turn it four ways, and they're like, oh, they clearly finished. Yeah, exactly. So that so that's what the validators do, and they do that for free. Okay. The whomever guesses the right answer gets awarded one gold. Okay. Now that's a lot of money these days. So what they figured out is that you can join a mining pool. Oh, we have a friend that does this. That yes. was telling us about this. There's exchanges that do it. There's there's other like friends who have groups of because like the thing is the probability of your little single computer guessing the right answer is infinitesimally small. This is like lottery pools. The chance yes. of you winning one lottery ticket small, exactly. but the chances of of a hundred of you all buying one ticket and then splitting the winnings very high. That's what mining pools are. Got it. You've got thousands of computers putting all of their guesses coordinated by a central authority. Yeah, all their guesses towards whatever the next block is. Got it. And that block, once validated, becomes permanent record on the blockchain. So nobody could ever take your money away from you or your belongings if they're an NFT or something like that. Right. And so that understanding of the permanent nature of the blockchain, it's a chain because it's a chain of those, each block gets validated, yeah. and each block has multiple messages in it stating this transaction, this transaction, this transaction, yeah. or this NFT, this NFT, this NFT, yeah. or this website, this message, this... But the amount of use cases for blockchain is infinite. Because you can literally put anything into your little gift. You can put but we consider a block a gift. You, you can, can put anything in the box. Exactly. You can put anything in the box, whether it's instant message, a website that you don't want to get censored. A dick pic. A dick pic. Like, anything. Right? Which has its pluses and minuses, which ethically we'll discuss on, again, another episode. Hey, human nature has its pluses and minuses. What we're trying to do is free human nature. Yes. So we can evolve and stop being dominated by those who are living in the past. And we'll get more into that on the next episode where we talk about distributed autonomous organizations. Which, if you recall, is why we started this conversation. Yeah. But as our wine chats typically do, it dovetailed elsewhere, which was super valuable. So you'll have to tune into the next episode to hear the answer of my question, which I still want to know the answer to. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, we have to like lay foundations, right? I can't, yeah. just, I can't just talk about DAOs and expect you to understand how that's actually transformational without understanding how the blockchain works. Beautiful. So let us know, guys. A, again, you can find us on Instagram at stephaniej at zenmindhacker. Do you love these wine chats? You know, we do them randomly, completely by spirit guidance. Do you love them? And do you actually understand crypto? If you didn't understand what the fuck crypto was before this, do you do get you, it now? Do you get it now? And if you don't, what are your residual questions? Let us know and share this episode with a friend who needs to understand crypto. And we'll try and remove all the noise. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do our best. We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team at theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. 
We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org. And remember, the goal is always in you.